As you know, we are in a sermon series on love, and I think the sermons and the teachings have been really great so far. It's just been such a blessing. Um, but when we were discussing the sermon series, I immediately knew which passage I had to preach on um, because it was a passage that has been bugging me uh, for a long, long time, ever since I was a little kid. It's a very hard passage and a very challenging one, but I think, I think there is a truth about the essence of God's love, which if we uh, practice it, uh, we will be very blessed to know. So um, I want to turn to it right away. Uh, it'll be on the big screen here, and I'll just read it through. Uh, <clears throat> so today's sermon is on finding love in conflict. How do we do that? Um, in my opinion, this is probably uh, a very good way or teaching of how to do that. So, this is Jesus preaching uh, his most famous sermon ever, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew 5:38, verse 38 through 42. You have heard it said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. That is um, just a, a, a very difficult teaching for me. And I remember as a little kid uh, being raised in, um, uh, with my devout Filipino Catholic grandparents, um, this was something that I encountered. So um, on, the, on the playground field, I was always uh, thinking of how to turn the other cheek. Uh, as I walked home uh, from the bus stop to my house, uh, there was always opportunity for conflict. And I was always thinking of how do I turn the other cheek uh, when this, you know, guy asked me for a dollar. I like dollar. Um, so I was constantly um, trying to, to, to turn the other cheek. Um, and now it happens in more uh, subtle ways. Um, we're, we're, you know, I've grown up, uh, I don't have to have any uh, physical uh, confrontation anymore. And generally, I don't think, unless we are professional fighters, uh, we would have any physical contact. Uh, contact. So. I, I, as I talk about slapping the other cheek or something physical like that, let's, let's consider the subtle ways in which that happens. Let's consider it the subtle conflicts that happen on a day-to-day, week-to-week, moment-to-moment basis. Um, <clears throat> one thing that's uh, part of my character is I hate conflict. I, I just hate it. Uh, so instead of talking about it right now, I'm going to avoid it and talk about what I really like. And that is, um, I like, I hate conflict 
but I like fighters, and uh, I am a fan of martial arts. Um, and here's one of my favorite martial artists right here. Um, let's see if this thing works. It's Anderson Silva. He's uh, he's from Brazil. He was a longtime reigning middleweight UFC champion, and I just loved his fluidity. His he's he's such a good technician on his feet. A great kickboxer, um, and he even defeated one of his most uh, hated nemesises, a wrestler, via uh, grappling, which I just I thought was beautiful. Uh, here's my original um, fighter, which I grew up learning to love. Dan, I'm, I think you might have to um, play that. But uh, this is Bruce Lee, and he's talking about his philosophy on fighting. I remember that. I said, this is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. I love that. I love that. In fact, that is kind of my uh, technique to kind of like, when I'm in conflict, I try to be like water, you know? Actually, Blue Water really asked me to be like water because we're such an unpredictable church. You never know, you know, what's going to happen. Um, here's another one of my favorite fighters. Uh, this is a throwback. Greg the Animal Steel. This is him. He, I mean, you never knew what he was going to do. Uh, first of all, he had a full back of hair, and he didn't bother shaving it. I just think that's awesome. He never played by the rules. Um, he would bite in a wrestling match, which I don't think that's legal, but he would do it almost every time. And this is him. Uh, occasionally, he would start eating the turnbuckle. That is amazing. Love Greg the Animal Steel. Um, but here is my absolute favorite fighter, Manny Pacquiao. Um, side note, um, I, I think, uh, you know, being half Filipino, um, I love to watch uh, Philippine sports. Um, but why did Filipinos pick basketball to be their national sport? I mean, uh, it's arguably they're the best pound-for-pound -pound basketball players in the world, but genetics just doesn't have them performing at the top level. Um, but in a sport where pound for pound matters, um, Manny Pacquiao is king. Uh, he is the only eight-time world division winner. That's amazing. He's won uh, championships in featherweight, welterweight, uh, lightweight. Um, and what I love about him most uh, is his story. Uh, he came from poverty. He would sell donuts. He came from extreme poverty. He'd sell donuts on the street in order to, <clears throat> to make a living. Uh, he discovered this uh, gift of boxing and uh, moved to the U.S., and the rest is hi history. He's now arguably um, the greatest Asian fighter ever and um, maybe the best left-hander ever. Uh, this was one of my most devastating days ever. That's um, when Manny Pacquiao fought Juan Manuel Marquez for the fourth time. 
They say that styles make fights, and his, when he ever he fought Juan Manuel Marquez, it was just so interesting. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And in this fight, Manny was dominating, but he got caught really quickly and just got completely knocked out. And this is his final and last fight with Juan Manuel Marquez. Um, <clears throat> now, now I uh, talk about fighters um, because I think there's something primal and instinctual about fighting. You know, we all as human beings uh, develop uh, ways of fighting. We develop techniques to handle situations. Um, Manny Pacquiao was raised in extreme poverty. Um, perhaps that made him um, deal with conflict in a certain way. Um, but one big truth which I think about human beings is that we are, our first instinct is to preserve ourselves. We just want to preserve ourselves, and when it comes to conflict, we'll do one of two things. We'll either fight or flight. And um, and I think uh, that's why this teaching is so hard. So what 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 would <clears throat> I want to give one more example of a time in which your associate pastor was very naughty? Um, this is a situation in which I had a conflict. Um, and I wasn't the best of person. So uh, me and my wife, Johanna, we were, we were in Waikiki. Uh, we were surfing. We had a great time. And then something happened. Uh, we were paddling in, and me and her had a little conflict. I think she was upset that she paddled in first, and I caught like three or four more waves. And then, um, and then I came in, and that's, a, that's kind of a reoccurring thing. And then I got upset at her because... She, you know, I want to enjoy the time, but she's always upset when we get out of the water, and I feel like if we leave the water upset, it's wasted the time. So we're going back and forth, back and forth. I'm already at a heightened state of, uh, don't mess with me, pal. Um, and so we're, we're getting to the, the truck, and I, I bring both boards on. Uh, I lock them in, and Johanna's kind of crossing the street slowly. We're not using the cross, crosswalk. Not a good idea. And then a van comes and just honks, bap, 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 bap. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking, wow, Johanna, what are you doing? Like, you know, speed it up. And, um, that, you know, that honk was deserved. And then, um, and then I was like, I can turn the other cheek to that, you know. Even though in Hawaii I hate when people beep, I can turn the other cheek to that. Uh, and then the guy uh, pulls over, slows down, and yells out, get out of the way, you stupid howly. And I was like, oh, man. I, I don't know if I can turn my cheek to that, but I am a man of peace. And I am a representative of a community of faith, Blue Water Mission. And if anybody were to see me yell or curse back, it would be a bad thing. Um, so instead of outwardly um, uh, being naughty, I inwardly was naughty. Um, so I coolly, calmly got into the car. I watched where uh, the gentleman was going and <laughs> drive slowly uh, behind him. Uh, I saw that he was, um, you know, going down the Alawai. I normally take Kapahulu to go home, but, you know, maybe there would be less traffic on the Alawai. I don't know. 
So, oh, uh, I realize he's up there, and um, instead of staying behind, you know, I ever so slightly uh, get into the next lane and pass another car, and then, oh, a red light, and uh, we end up next to each other, and, um, you know, I, I want to avoid conflict, so um, I just look straight ahead, and, um, you know, once in a while, I'll glance over, and uh, because I'm trying to, um, you know, preserve the peace, and uh, I hear him and I see him yelling out the window, and part of me is getting like great satisfaction of you know just egging him on, um, and then uh, and then another light, and um, and then I think like, all right, I'm gonna let him have it. Uh, so uh, next light, I roll down the window, and we're just having words back and forth, back and forth. Um, until um, we, we go up, I think we're going up, yeah, Kapahulu, still going up um, Kalakaua now, so we're going for quite a while. And um, all these things are rushing into my head, like, uh, do we pull over? Should we, should we settle this, like, face-to-face? -face? Um, he, he recommended that we pull over and sell, uh, <laughs> do it face-to-face. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, conviction just came over me, and I was like, man, you know, you should just be honest. Uh, so out the window, I, I looked over and I said, hey, um, you know, that was my wife crossing the street, and that really hurt me, man. You shouldn't go around calling people derogatory names, you know? And at that moment, he, he looked back, something broke in him, and he said, hey, I'm having a rough day, I work uh, two jobs, and I, I almost can't take it anymore. Why are you bothering me? And it wasn't so much what he said, but it was the way in which he said it. It was the way uh, things were organized uh, in his van and the way his van looked, which I could tell that this was a man at the end of his rope. This was a man who was struggling. And instead of me being um, a steward of the kingdom, um, I, I did not support him. Uh, I did not help him uh, get uh, at the end of his rope. Um, and then I just said, like, um, no hard feelings, something like that. Um, but that, that really, that really, uh, showed me how, how subtle that we can fall into the trap of um, not being able to turn the other cheek to... Uh, I, I wasn't... I, I was kind of uh, avoiding in a certain way, and then, um, and then I came in and, and struck the blow. But what it also taught me was that uh, people really respond in kind. So uh, he came, and he was mad. I came back with more fire. And that cycle kept going back and forth, back and forth, until, uh, thank God, I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and I, I witnessed that he was at the end of his rope. Um, and then, all of a sudden, everything changed. So this is, I think, a truth in life, that people respond in kind. Um, Try it someday. Uh, 
try and say hello and smile at someone, I'm pretty sure they'll smile back at you. Uh, or if you're with uh, a friend or a spouse and you're upset at something and you approach them with um, fighting words, I almost guarantee they'll come back with fighting words. Uh, if you pro approach them with uh, humility, I almost guarantee they'll come back with humility. Um, and I imagine that uh, we all have found ourselves in places where we were hurt and we didn't know quite what to do. And we either flew, uh, we found ourselves isolating ourselves, and perhaps our main modus uh, or our main way of operating or interacting with the other person that we had conflict with was to ice them out, to stonewall them. Or, um, or in, when we're hurt, we may fight, and the fight continues and goes on and goes on, um, and we find ourselves constantly critiquing the other person or being defensive or uh, criticizing the person. Um, did you hurt someone recently? Are you currently in a conflict that you feel like you have uh, to deal with? Um, I think this affects all of us, um, no matter what stage of life uh, we're in. I mean, I talked about kind of like the physical threat when I was in uh, junior high and elementary, uh, but once we move uh, to high school, maybe there's um, conflict and, and there's little social circles of gossip or something like that. Um, in social media, I see uh, conflict always happening. You know, somebody might say their opinion and then all of a sudden some people didn't agree with them and everybody would attack that person and then it goes back and forth, back and forth. Um, at work, have you ever felt undermined um, or, or disrespected? insulted or overlooked. Um, I know that that's often a feeling that, that I have. Um, or how about with your friends or family? Um, are you experiencing the pain of a long-term friendship that has ended? Um, or do you have family members that you guys just don't even talk to anymore? Or you don't breach a subject because every time you talk about the subject, it, uh, it ends up in a bad space? Um, well, I'm uh, happy that uh, God has something to say about that. So let's go back to our scripture of the day. Um, yeah, you can turn with me to the scripture and we'll kind of look at it and exegete it a bit. Um, I find it interesting um, that Jesus frames a whole bunch of these teachings by saying, um, for, for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and teachers of the law, you certainly will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So he's doing a, a series of teachings. Oh, did that go? Thanks. So he's doing a series of teachings uh, where he's talking about the law. And he's using a, a great pattern. Um, he's saying, you have heard it said, and then he'll refer to an Old Testament passage, dot, dot, dot. Um, but I say, dot, dot, dot. So he's taking a, a common uh, law and uh, illustrating it. And he's prefacing the whole thing by saying, 
you know um, the law, you know the, the, the people that keep the law the best, that everybody is looking up to and, and they're so good at following it letter by letter? Actually, their law is not the highest law you can go by. There's another law, um, and I'm going to tell you about that law. So that's, his, that's the formula he's been using. You have heard it said, do not murder, but I say X, Y, Z. So, here we go. Verse 38. You have heard it said, eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. Now this was, this phrase, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, appears three times in the Old Testament in Exodus, Deuteronomy, and Leviticus. Leviticus. And these uh, teachings formed um, the Jewish law of retaliation. Uh, I'll just read the Exodus portion for you right now. Um, it comes from Exodus 21, 23 to 35. But if there is a serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Um, the Leviticus reading adds fracture for fracture, and the Deuteronomy reading um, adds, uh, and when you do these things, when you return it, um, show no pity. D don't be sorry for the person. Um, they're getting what they deserved. This is the law. They knew quite well that this is what would happen to them. Um, so actually, I think this law makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I'm thankful for it. It was a law restricting the use of excessive force. Um, so say in that society, if I had a bunch of, um, if I was a sheep herder and I had, had sheep and somebody came and stole five or six sheep, um, and I found out who the thief was, uh, the law says, no, you cannot take, uh, take it into your own hands and wipe out their whole family or, you know, burn down, uh, take away all of their possessions. No, you uh, get what has been taken to you. So that's a really great thing. Um, another thing I, I like about the law is that it was administered by judges. Um, so the... the person that was offended uh, is not going to act like a vigilante and take the law into his or her own hands. Um, so rather than revenge-minded people uh, deciding justice, fair-minded people did, and they had a system and, and a way of doing that. I think that's great. Um, another cool thing is that the victim dealt directly with the offender. Uh, so the victim was to pursue uh, the offender. I think that's a really great way to handle things. Um, it prevents escalation. And there's something about seeing somebody face-to-face, eye-to-eye, which I feel will be conducive to justice happening. Uh, fourthly, what I like about it is that ultimately it's a preventative law. I mean, everybody knew about it. So if I wanted to go out and I wanted to um, kill someone, I very well knew that I would be executed. Uh, so people knew that, that they would receive it, and it prevented things. I think that's really fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have to say that the pharisaical standard, or the law understanding, is actually quite a high uh, call. Because who do you know uh, that when they 
um, are allowed to get retribution is satisfied with just giving back what was taken to them. Um, I don't think it's quite, um, quite common. I think uh, human nature not only wants to fight fire with fire, we want to dominate and we want to conquer and we, we want to take everything out. Uh, so actually, the pharisaical law is, is really uh, a good way to go. Um, so now, what does uh, Jesus say? What is the higher law? Well, he says, um, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. That's it. That's the whole teaching. I think uh, we can go home. But before we go home, let's say it all together. Um, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Um, and then he goes on to provide practical uh, examples of this uh, revolutionary teaching. He says, uh, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also, then slap them even harder so they don't even think about doing it again. No, he doesn't say that second part. Um, <clears throat> uh, and if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, call your cousin who's an even better lawyer and uh, counter sue. No, he doesn't say that part. Uh, 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 he continues on, uh, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, um, what, uh, during Jesus' time, um, Israel was occupied by the Romans. They were the rulers. Um, so uh, a Roman who was doing some sort of work or carrying something could say to a Jew, um, hey, carry this for me. Um, carry it for a mile, and uh, the Jew would have to do it. Um, that's what happened uh, with Simon of Cyrene. Um, he was watching the crucifixion. A Roman soldier said, um, carry the cross, and, and he did. That was an example of going a mile. So uh, Jesus says, if anyone forces you to go a mile, um, make sure they buy you a plate lunch. No, he doesn't. He says, uh, he says bless them. Go with them two miles. Um, and if... Uh, give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Uh, so I think that's a pretty easy teaching. Uh, Jesus says, do not fight fire with fire. Um, fight fire with blessing. But for some reason, uh, the, and the reason is self-preservation, we have such a hard time doing that. Um, so uh, we'll either fight or we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fly away. Um, so let's kind of um, uh, examine uh, those things. Uh, what happens uh, when, when, we, when we fly away, when we, when we flight? Well, uh, we tend to, to isolate ourselves. Uh, the problem doesn't get solved. Bitterness builds up in us. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, there is no uh, relationship. Uh, if, we, uh, if we fight back with what we've gotten, uh, tendencies are the, the cycle will continue. Uh, they'll strike back, you strike back, they'll strike back, you strike back. Uh, it just never stops. So Jesus uh, advises us in his kingdom way to uh, do two things. Uh, engage and fight fire with blessing. Um, I, I generally believe that um, we're lazy people. 
Um, in general, like there is a certain, if we're confronted with a situation in which we have to work something out, since it's sometimes unseen and hidden and it's a spiritual work, we're naturally inclined to be lazy and, and to not work it out. Um, it's a sort of, of sloth. Um, but, but Jesus uh, tells us um, to uh, stay there and, um, and turn, you know, turn the other cheek. And I, I feel like he says it because if he doesn't say it, we naturally wouldn't do it because um, we don't do things that don't make us feel good or uh, make us happy. Um, but this is one of Jesus' teachings on love. Um, love is not just feeling good. Um, it's doing good. It's doing the right thing. Um, I find it um, that when I stay engaged, when I stay at close distance, it's, it's harder to have an, uh, an enemy. Um, I, I just had an experience uh, with, uh, you know, sometimes uh, here at, at uh, Palama, you know, we, we have like, oh, well, you know, you didn't take out the trash or, uh, you know, and then we'll say, you know, you, don't, you didn't come early enough to, um, you know, open the gym or something like that. And, and so there, there can be a, a contentious relationship sometimes, you know, kind of, uh, uh, inwardly, and uh, I feel like I, sometimes I use that as a crux to, to keep them at distance or, 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 or to have an enemy. But um, I had the opportunity last week to uh, volunteer for one of their fundraisers, and after the, the, after the time, I just sat down with everybody, uh, ate together, and talked story, and I really like, man, I really, I really like these people. I, I, I want to support them. I want to encourage them. So it's much harder, I think, to keep an enemy when you stay engaged or remain close. Um, and um, the second thing is to fight fire with blessing. And the way that uh, Jesus illustrates that is through several examples. Um, you know, go two miles. Um, if someone asks something of you, uh, just give it, you know, uh, not expecting anything back. Uh, uh, and uh, one illustrating illustration I like is that he says to, to turn the other cheek. And what I think that looks like is um, refusing to fight fire with fire. Um, if somebody comes at you with force, um, with, uh, um, uh, yeah, wanting to continue the fight, uh, you just, uh, you turn the other cheek, uh, you offer, um, you offer a fresh start in the place where you've been hurt again. Um, and I think that there starts a totally new pattern. Uh, when we do that, when we are able to um, bring a blessing to a bad situation, um, again, the law of humankind will begin to stay, take place and that people will respond uh, in kind. So um, if there is a, a wounding and hurt, coming this way, uh, and then blessing coming here, more likely than not, um, that person will return um, with vulnerability and blessing. And then all of a sudden, uh, the kingdom comes down and a whole new situation uh, arises. So can we do that? Can we, um, can we attempt to do that in, in our friendships, um, maybe at work if we have a, a situation? And maybe we need to do that with some people here in this room. 
And I think it's uh, really uh, well and good to practice that in our relationships. Um, but I think the higher principle and, and the higher um, ca calling uh, we have is that this sort of love displays the love that God has for us. Um, it is a redemptive love. It is a love in which um, if I ask God to bear a burden for me, he does it, and he doesn't only carry it one mile, he goes two miles. I'm constantly asking the Lord uh, to provide something for me, and he does it freely. Um, and I think um, there could be some of us today that uh, feel disqualified from being in, the, in God's presence or, or being um, before God because somehow uh, you feel um, like you've offended him or, or, um, and you expect him to be a punishing God, a God that would fight fire with fire. Um, but I don't think that's true. Um, I think God... Um, is someone who gives a second chance um, where he's been possibly hurt before by his own children. So uh, what now? What should we do as a community? Um, uh, Jordan uh, had a requirement uh, here when I got hired uh, back in the day, 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 five years ago. Uh, and he said that um, uh, leaders uh, at Blue Water um, shouldn't get offended. Um, I was like, man, that is impossible. Like, how do you not get offended? Um, and I do think that's true. I do think it's impossible not to get offended. But it's a useful saying because but I think the heart of it is um, do not stay in offense. So... Um, so I could, I could get offended, but I am not going to move from there. I'm not going to move from offense. Um, so let's, do, let's just get practical here. Um, let's think of uh, maybe a situation that you are facing currently um, or a hurt that has been done to you. Um, and uh, take that situation before God uh, and just spend three minutes a day for the next week praying about it three minutes praying about it. Um, there's something about prayer, and, and you know, don't limit the prayer. Um, uh, if you're mad about the situation, be mad. Uh, if you feel like you deserve justice, uh, speak it out. Um, but there's something about prayer uh, in which when we are listening to God and giving to God, um, our heart begins to change. Uh, it begins uh, to become... Uh, aligned with his heart. It begin, begins to come purer. Uh, and then do this after the seven days. Um, send a note. Send a note to that person. Um, maybe even like two sentences over the email or uh, walk up to that person uh, and um, say, you know, bring some sort of blessing. And um, however it may, may be, hey, it's, it's good to see you. Um, maybe we can, you know, talk about that thing. Um, I really thought about what you said, and um, it kind of makes, makes sense in this way. Um, can we get a new start on that? Um, and as I uh, call the worship team up to pray, or to, to lead us in a song of response,
I'm going to, um, I'm just going to ask us to, uh, to start that process right now.